0: All right, Seth, you there? Yes, sir. Okay, awesome. Hey, guys, welcome back to Life in 10. This is episode 30. Uh, It's been uh, 30 weeks of you listening. So, again, I appreciate uh, you following along, and uh, it's been a a lot of fun. Got some good feedback, and um, hopefully this will just keep on going. So before we get into today's episode, just wanted to do a quick reminder on February 29th at Southport High School, um, enter indoor eleven. I'll be doing a talk on value and purpose. Uh, it's been something I've been uh, just really been thinking about for many, uh, many months, and really excited about it. So make it and uh, invite a friend. It's just going to be a good time. So getting into today's episode, um, uh, on the kind of the every tenth episode, I like to have a special guest if I can, and uh, a friend of mine who we've been friends for quite a while now who. Um, was a he's just been a mentor of mine, somebody that I've always looked up to. So I, it's awesome having him on here. His name is Seth Bryant, and he's from uh, down in actually Roanoke, Virginia. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Yeah, but, you are. All right. So Roanoke, Virginia. He's a pastor down there. And so I'm very, again, very honored to have him on the podcast. So in honor of this uh, ridiculous holiday that we have in February on the 14th, um, you'll actually be listening to this episode probably after the fact, but uh, that lovey-dovey, just terrible, terrible holiday. We're going to do a little topic on love, and we're just going get, to uh, get right in it. But Seth, again, I appreciate you uh, being on.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: So right into it, question is, um, why do we have such a difficult time loving ourselves?
1: Yeah, this is a good question because uh, I think that intuitively we feel like love is something that's supposed to be selfless. In other words, uh, to love means that we give away something from ourselves for the benefit of others. And when we begin talking about loving ourselves, it immediately sounds like it's self-centered or selfish. And so it's almost counterintuitive to the concept of love as we think about it.
0: So if there's a way to look at it, I think in a a different way, because I think that we do tend to struggle with that. We don't, um, I don't know why, but it seems like us as, even even in the faith, we have a, we can tend to be very good at um, loving other people or even forgiving other people, but it's almost like we somehow forget about ourselves at the same time. Um, it's like, wait a minute, we have to love ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves because, I mean, that, that's what God is basically directing us to do. Um, it's not just to somebody else, but it's also to ourselves. Um, so how do we kind of, I, I don't know, in, in your thoughts of ways we can kind of get over that that hump?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great, great question. Yeah, you speak to exactly what Jesus says that um, he, he kind of grounds all this by saying there are Two important things that summarize the whole Bible, and it's to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself and uh we struggle with love God, we struggle with love your neighbor, but for many of us, I think we struggle the most with as you love yourself
0: yeah
1: uh, so it's it's almost this third category uh that makes in particular Christians feel uh, out of place because of this counterintuitive nature of, of the way that we think about love, um, loving yourself, the, the, the key, the ability I think of being able to get over that, uh, is, uh, to recognize that if we are not healthy in and of ourselves, then we're not going to be able to love others. Well, uh, so, um, the, the whole foundation of being able to give the best, most healthy, appropriate kinds of love lies and rests in the fact that we are whole, that we are complete, that we are healthy ourselves, and uh, without that, we're we're going to be unable to give uh, that kind of love to other people.
0: So it's almost like a sense of like uh, knowing exactly who you are. Sure. Because, I mean, like even I uh, wrote a scripture down of First John 3. It says, see what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. Now, I've always, in a strange way, kind of struggled with that word children because when you think of children, you think of helpless, like people who can barely, like, function without having somebody around them. And But when you turn that in a spiritual way, uh, that's kind of how we are. I mean, and I think... I remember as a kid, I wasn't never officially like concerned about where my next meal was going to come from, how I was going to pay for this. I mean, sometimes that maybe came about, but um, like if there was a storm outside, as long as the parents were home, you felt safe, even though in reality, there wasn't much they could really do to help you out. But so, in the God sense, it's like you're taking it to the other side of, well, yeah, th- there shouldn't be as much worry. There shouldn't be as uh, certain things that we need to be concerned about. And if there is a storm in life, we should feel that, that protection. So if God is calling us children of God, then it's almost like we need to identify ourselves as being those people. Um, so let me ask you this, because I think somebody in the faith might ask this question. So if we go back to those verses of, um, when Jesus said, "Love the Lord your God with your heart, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, like all of your being, and then love your neighbor as yourself," some people would say, "Well, if we love God with all of ourselves, then shouldn't the other part take care of itself?" Like, do you would you say you agree with that, or you think there maybe might be more to it?
1: Yeah, um, I would say, uh, based on how we would define that, I think it could and would take care of everything else. Uh, the the popular scripture that comes to mind is Matthew 633, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added. But I think part of understanding what it means to seek first God's kingdom includes this idea that God created us in his image. Uh, We are created with boundaries. We were finite and he was infinite and he completely understands and knows that we are fully human and, um, that's why he builds in rhythms of, of work and rest. Uh, that's why he gives us relationships, uh, with, yeah. with himself and with each other. Uh, it's part of the reason that we are given uh, purpose and meaning and, uh, all throughout scripture, there are these reminders, uh, to help guide our thoughts either back to something he's already done for us, uh, or to center us. Uh, like taking communion, the bread and the juice, these right. sorts of things, so I think, yeah, to seek God uh, first and fully, it certainly includes uh, this idea of of self love or self care uh, taking time to rest, taking time to eat and replenish yourself, uh, taking time to to exercise or to to read, uh, to explore. Uh, to find hobbies and things that you love uh, and throw yourselves into that. And even to give back to the world through serving, uh, using your unique gifts, talents, abilities uh, in in all these ways. And, you know, to, to play on your idea of children uh, for just a moment, I, I think about my wife, she cannot provide for our children unless she has those outlets and, Part of my job as a husband is simply to to give her the ability to rest. Um, if, she has, yeah. if she hasn't slept in a couple of days, <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting up with the kids so that she can get some sleep. Um, if if she's not eating well or exercising, uh, she's an artistic person. If she's not able to create and build and contribute, she's not going to feel, feel fulfilled and be able to in the best, most uh, uh, healthy and whole way – provide for our kids. Uh, so we in tandem, uh, work together, uh, to accomplish those sorts of ends. And, uh, yeah. it, you know, that it, it's beautiful when it works the way it's supposed to. And of course, that's the idyllic, uh, view that I've just <laughs> created. that <And laughs> yeah. it doesn't always work that well between us, but uh, that's how it's intended to be.
0: Yeah. But well, one of the things you mentioned, and I think it's, it's one of the biggest, I think, misunderstandings in, in the Christian faith, in general, is that God absolutely understands us. And I feel like we have painted a picture of a God who does not. Um, And I don't know where that ever came from. I think there's there's always been this picture of a God up in heaven, and we're down here, and there's this huge separation. And I thought, if I'm reading correctly, that that's the whole reason that Jesus even came down to this place, was to kind of break apart that gap. And I mean, to the fact that he even walked among us should help us understand that God absolutely understands everything that we've been through. I mean, scripture even says that he was tempted just in the same ways that we were. But because of him being God, he never um, kind of gave in to those temptations. So part of us loving ourselves is, is also helping us to understand that the, the God that we say that we serve fully understands who we are as people.
1: Absolutely. And for me, one of the examples that I often use or think about in this regard, the the Bible speaks to specifically Jesus. Abundant life or life to the full is how Paul writes it in Timothy. There's this idea that we are living life less than, and God in Jesus comes to offer us the life that's more than, or really the life that he intended from the beginning anyway. Yeah. So the the example that comes to my mind uh, as as (laughs) finite or or incomplete as it is, you know, if somehow we could conjure up Steve Jobs from the dead and we could say, oh, holy Steve Jobs, who created the (laughs) iPhone, you know exactly how this thing works to its full capacity. And we, the ignorant people, are using only 10 percent of the Possibilities of our iPhone, and then he personally mentors and teaches us. Like, you know, here is yeah. what the iPhone is and does. Here's how you use it to a hundred and ten percent. And we would we would take him up on that tutorial, and we would be so fulfilled in yeah. the use of this piece of technology. Well, that's a ridiculous example, but here we have access to the creator and the sustainer of the entire universe. And he's going, man, I want to interact with you, have a relationship and guide you. Uh, uh, The commands, you know, you mentioned first John earlier, first John says the commands are not burdensome. (laughs) He he didn't give us rules so that we miss out on life. He actually gives us these things that guide us do these things because they're helpful and and holy, to use that word, and don't do these things because, man, it's just going to mess you up. I created yep. it, and I know how it works.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I think and you as the listeners, okay, or if you're driving right now, if you're listening at, at work or at home or whatever you're at, we have to, I think, go back again to what Seth had just mentioned about the fact that we are not doing all these things by ourselves. Like God, Jesus even said that um, like he's like the yoke. So like we're together, like he's he's a part of it. He's walking right next to us. And part of loving yourself is the fact that you understand that you're not in this thing by yourself and that you're not walking these paths all by yourself. He's standing right next to you and he's there to help. And again, parts of it is just is a work in progress of moving on is from things that have happened to you in the past. So whatever it is that you're, still, you're dealing with, it, whether it's unforgiveness towards somebody or unforgiveness towards yourself for an action or something you said or you feel like you should be farther down the road or whatever the case may be. The fact is there's something that's holding you back from loving who you are and who God has created you to be. And we just have to see that we're not in this thing um, all by ourselves by any means.
1: Yeah, that is so good, Isaac. And in particular, if I could, I'd, I'd just speak to the to the part of life that is difficult yeah. uh, when you're in the in-between, when you're suffering, when there's uh, a crisis, uh, some relational or financial fallout. Those are the times where it feels most lonely yeah. and like maybe God has abandoned or forsaken us. And Jesus even uses those words on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken us? So he knows what it's like to be uh, fully human. And it's in those moments that really God is most present with us uh, as Jesus was on the cross. Uh, He is with us in those moments. And this idea of even in the difficult places, love yourself. Uh, th- yeah. that that's a gift that's yeah. a grace of God um, It's not always perfect life life is often less than and even in those moments we can look for uh, the grace, the gift, the blessing, the good um, yeah. just almost relentlessly trying to to be optimistic so that we can take these little pieces of of self-care of self-love and let those. Moments and opportunities put us back together
0: absolutely so I mean, the big piece, and we 're going to go back to it, and this is what we 'll kind of end on is guys, remember that first off, understand how incredible you actually are, yeah and I know that sounds very like like i 'm patronizing you or something, but that you have to remember how amazing of a creation you actually are. you are the only you that will ever be on the face of this earth until this earth no longer exists. And you are the only person that's ever been who you are right now. So you have been given specific skills, talents, beauty, whatever it is. And I, I just challenge you to look at yourself in a different way now, because every, God certainly looks at you a different way than you're looking at yourself. And there is a, just an uh a huge amount of opportunity out there for you. And once you kind of learn how to love yourself, you're going to see how it impacts the rest of your life.
1: Absolutely. And.
0: Oh, so I think we may have lost you. And that's okay. Hey, um, so I apologize. That's the way the uh, episode may end here. Um, but this was a great way, great conversation, great uh, thing to, to talk about and to discuss. And I appreciate Seth. Seth, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. I think I lost you there for a second.
1: My apologies.
0: <laughs> it's all right. Go ahead. What were you saying?
1: Yeah, it's okay. The idea of being able to love yourself helps fill you up. and. Yeah when you're full and living out of the overflow and that, that's, that's the place that we want to be.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this um, episode and Seth, again, I appreciate you so much being a part of this. Uh, So much fun. And again, thank you so much for uh, the, the words that you said. And hopefully a lot of our listeners will, will walk away just kind of just thinking about this as you go throughout your week. And, um and hope everybody has a great week yeah thank you
1: thank you isaac appreciate all that you do man keep it up
0: all right guys hey we'll see you next week and uh have a great week thanks